0: Close your eyes and picture in your mind a squirrel, a flower, and the face of someone you love. I mean, for this exercise, you could do it with your eyes open as well. But the point is to keep in your mind three distinct things, like a squirrel, a flower, and the face of someone you love. Now, as you're holding those pictures in your mind remember god think of god think of hashem however you think of hashem when you say baruch atah when you talk to god in the second person and say blessed are you think of hashem as you're picturing in your mind the squirrel the flower and the face of the person you love so hashem is somehow encompassing your mind and the pictures in your mind or if you're actually with eyes open looking at a squirrel and the flower and the face of someone that you love, you're also believing Hashem is surrounding you somehow, right? You, Hashem is everywhere, and you and the squirrel and the flower and the face of the person you love, you're within Hashem. Now, whether you're actually looking at the squirrel, the flower, and the face, or you're picturing it, and you're thinking of Hashem, what's the relationship of Hashem to those three Pictures, those three things. So obviously you believe Hashem created them, but you've learned Hasidus enough to know that Hashem is creating them. That which already is found from the sages. We say it every day in Davening. That you don't need Hasidus for, that already is in Davening. Hashem is creating them now. When you actually think of the flower and the squirrel and the person you love, those three things, the energy that makes up. If you're looking at that squirrel and the flower, there's a certain energy that's making this squirrel right now with the tail and then it moves and it stands up like that. And the flower with the petals and the face of the person you love, the nose is like that. So there's a certain energy literally making up the entity of this particular creature of this flower and this squirrel. There's a certain energy. And then there's God. And God is making the squirrel, the energy that's in the squirrel right now. How do you get from God, who, of course, we believe is infinite without any form, infinite without any form whatsoever, to this energy that's becoming the squirrel and the flower right here? At Mount Sinai, we saw how that happens. At Mount Sinai, we saw that the energy in every blade of grass is one with God's infinite being. At Sinai, as Rashi says, we were shown. At Sinai, God, as Rashi brings there, opened up the heavens and we saw that he's the all, that the energy of the black holes and the energy of every molecule are within the infinite energy of God. Of course, God is not energy. Energy is also a created thing God is beyond energy or light or any particular form but we saw at Sinai how everything was within that infinity of God and three times a year when we would go up and make a pilgrimage to Jerusalem to the base we saw the face of God we saw the face of God meaning we had an encounter eye to eye face to face with God like the Gemara says Chagig in the beginning we had an encounter with the very face of God which meant that But then the rest of the year when we were around the rest of the world, we still felt that the energy that's in the land and that's in our bodies and that's in the food that we eat and the sky above us and the birds and everything, we still felt because of those three times a year pilgrimages to the temple, we felt that the energy that's vibrating within the world around us. That the source of that, the face of that, is in Jerusalem in the temple, and ultimately that face of God is everywhere, or we're within that face of God, but Jerusalem is where we look at the face in the face. But then there was destruction of the temple. And so darkness came to the world, and the Jewish people faced terrible persecution, suffering unimaginable for centuries. And prophecy stopped. Not only was the temple destroyed, prophecy stopped. And the Shechina, the Divine Presence, left the world, which means when you look at the world now, until Mashiach comes, since that time, we see energy in the world, but like, we don't... I mean, you have to believe that God created the world. So, throughout the Middle Ages, when there was terrible darkness in the world, even the Rambam spoke of God as being spiritual and the world is being physical, and they felt this dualism because of the darkness that had descended on the world after the temple. And at that from that time, we're approaching God with our minds, with intellect, with cognitive thinking, like Rav Cook explains at length. So when you're using your mind, cognitive philosophical thinking, of course, God is the holy other, holy with the W, the completely other. Spiritual and God and the world are two separate things, as the philosophers understood. And so when they saw the squirrel and the flower and the face of the person they love, they would just believe that God is infinitely powerful and creating it presto, snapping his fingers and the philosophers just like said somehow, yesh and something from nothing, snap, ex nihilo, all of a sudden, whip, something snaps into existence, God is able to do that and the squirrel and the flower every moment is just coming to existence. But then as we got closer to Mashiach, the light of Kabbalah was revealed in the world. And Kabbalah brought about the secret of Tzimtzum. And the secret of Tzimtzum is essentially to understand with your mind. That's what Kabbalah is. What we saw with our eyes at the Temple and at Sinai, Kabbalah, the Arizal, the Kabbalistic traditions are explaining technically, technically, how God is able to get from His infinite being to manifest every moment into an energy called the energy of the squirrel. That's Kabbalah. And that Kabbalah calls Tsimtsum. Tzimtzum means the contraction, the concealment, how God contracts his infinity and conceals his light to become the energy that makes up the squirrel and the flower on the face of the person you love. That's the Kabbalistic revelation, the cognitive understanding of how that could be. But as the Altar Rebbe explains in the 7th chapter of Shari Yichud, that there were some people that were learning Arizal just with brains and cognitive understanding, and they made mistakes thinking that when the Kabbalistic explanations were explaining how God's light actually goes through worlds and levels and descends through different spheres and vessels and garments and shells and different ways that God's light contracts and this and this form and that form and that and that, they understood that that means that somehow, literally, there's a distance between God's infinity and the squirrel. Because the Kabbalah teaches this infinite amount of contractions, starting from the fact that God withdrew his infinite being. But the Baal Shem Tev came to the world... And the students, this time, right before Mashiach comes, up to this moment now, the light of chesidus is shining more and more in the world, and what the Baal Shem Tov revealed, the ultimate secret of Mashiach, that we're going to see again. When Mashiach comes, we're going to see with our eyes, but now the Baal Shem Tov showed that we could tap into it with our Emuna, with our faith, with the eyes of our soul. Our body's eyes can't see, yeah, with the eye, but the eyes of our soul can see that every single level and descent, and contraction, and withdrawal, and world, and sphere, and vessel, and shell, each step of that is all God's name, Elokim, and never gets one centimeter further away from God's essence. Because the ultimate Messianic, Hasidic secret of Tzimtzum is that Hashem Hu Ha'elikim Light and darkness are one, whether God's revealing his infinity or concealing himself to become a squirrel, Enor Milvado only Hashem exists.